Brilliant. Hello, Corey. Hi. Hi. So good to have you on the call, uh, sharing about Kids Club Kampala. And uh, yeah, just excited to, to hear a bit about the story, hear a bit about yourself and, you know, what the situation is with Kids Club. Uh, we've uh, we started supporting you guys quite early on in our planting journey. And I, I realize we've not really shared too much in terms of, you know, the ins and outs. We've shared videos and shared stuff on social media, but it's just during uh, the strange season, it's great to have you on a call and to get you along to our church. So thank you. Thank you for taking the time uh, to do this and to share with us. Brilliant. So thank, thank you so much for having me. Oh, you're so and welcome. And for supporting us for so long. You're so welcome. Why don't you kick off by giving us a little introduction about you, Corey, and uh, yeah, just a little bit about your story. Great. Yeah, well... I am from Dublin originally, and that's where I am right now in Ireland. And um, I guess the best way to explain things is how I ended up in Uganda and how yeah. I ended up having any connection with Scotland. Yeah. <laughs> so um, when I was a teenager, I remember receiving you know, a few words from people and they were praying for me that I was going to travel and... I was going to um, serve God with my feet. And obviously that, you know, it could it could just be someone saying that and that's a lovely thing to hear when yeah, you're a young yeah. person and you're excited about the world and, you know, traveling is great fun. So um, I didn't think too much about it, but I did always feel like I, I cared about the poor and um, whether, you know, that that was something that God put on my heart um, a lot. And I would think about it a lot when I was young. And um, yeah, I guess my family has had a bit of a connection as well to um, East Africa with different family members having been over there as doctors in the past and things. So I'd heard stories about it. Um, my dad was actually born in Zambia and uh, has never been back since he was a child. But, you oh. know, the stories you hear when you're a kid often influence your... Yeah. Uh, the way you think about your future so I was definitely always wanting to go to Africa and see what it was like mm. um you know personally just on a curious level oh, yeah. but also just this idea of of really understanding that um that there were people who were living with very little compared to me so I as an 18 year old went on a gap year um, which at, at the moment just seems like a crazy thing because so mm. many young people are, you know, having their gap years and travels cancelled, which yeah. is, you know, I feel very grateful that I was able to do that. Yeah. So when I was 18, I went out to Uganda with a charity and we were um, teaching English in schools. And, um, you know, I was 18, so naive and had never taught anything in my life. So <laughs> we didn't feel um 100% useful because actually Uganda has teachers and teachers who can speak English so um it felt a bit funny because it was just like you know God I felt called me there mm. actually since I was a child I had sponsored a child through a, a big charity that lived in Uganda so I wanted to visit that child and, and I felt a connection to the country anyway but when I was there, I met uh, um, a guy called Sam, who was um, became a good friend of mine, and he translated for us at times. And 
Um, I was also there with another girl who was on her gap year from England and her name is Olivia. And the three of us became very good friends. And Sam told us about children who couldn't even go to school and um, that there were children in the slum areas of Kampala, which were kind of tucked away and hidden away from sight. And most, you know, Ugandan people didn't go there either. And he told us about these communities and that he had some friends there and he invited us to go with him on our days off from teaching. So we quickly started going every Saturday and doing kids clubs, um, which are really just like big outdoor Sunday schools, I guess, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, with these kids who had nothing really to do on a Saturday and no supervision. Their parents were out trying to sell things at the market to make um a little bit of money to eat that day you know hand to mouth and so we just fell in love with the communities and the kids and realized that there was a lot more that needed to be done for those children and we did that every Saturday in two slum communities and quickly that became the focus of why we were there wow. um rather than the, the teaching to be honest yeah, yeah. so that's how I ended up in Uganda yeah um so was that over a yeah. summer then like then a couple of months that was um seven months seven of months. like um yeah the, just before after school and before okay. university yeah yeah um so when while i was there um we i actually had a place to go to university in ireland okay. and i just felt like that was not what I wanted to do and not what was God was calling me to do. And I actually went to an internet cafe and applied for UCAS uh, to Scotland. Mm. So that's how I ended up in Aberdeen um, and started to go to, uh, so after this gap year, I moved to Aberdeen and um, started to go to what was then City Church, yeah, which yeah. is now Catalyst Vineyard Church, which yeah. is where I met yourself and yes, Mary. Yeah, yeah. And um, and while I was at university, I was in contact with Sam, and he and some friends from his church were continuing to run these kids clubs on Saturdays, and we started to sort of fundraise from our friends, student friends. Mm. Um, we didn't really have any extra cash or anything we got myself and Olivia um who was in university in England just started doing different things to fundraise and send um some money over to the kids and really it just started there and we thought this is just something that we can't let go of because God is asking us to help these kids yeah but after our first year of university we said oh we'll go back in the summer so we went back in the summer and um met with sam again and we just realized that you know these kids need a lot more than just saturday games mm. although that's great you know yeah, most yeah. of them don't go to school they don't have shoes they don't have basic things that like mosquito nets which will keep them safe yeah. or soap to keep them clean um clothes and we just thought we need to do more. Mm-hmm. So actually what we did was we went and knocked, you know, we were 19 at this point and we went and knocked on the doors of like all the big charities in Kampala, which yeah. is um, the capital city of Uganda, yeah. uh, like World Vision and like Plan and all of those, 
offices and just thought like can you do something for these kids in the slums and of course they were like no we have our own projects in other places and um we were quite naive at that time so um, (laughs) (laughs) we thought maybe someone would set up a project yeah yeah so we didn't we didn't initially think this is something that we have yeah. to do. We thought, oh, we don't know anything. Someone else will do it. Yeah. Um, but God had other ideas. So we decided that we needed to start a charity to fundraise more. And um, and that's really where Kids Cup and Pala began. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> that's where it all began. Now, how many years ago is that now, Corey? So that's Since... 11 years wow. ago. Amazing. Yeah. How does that feel? Like 11 years, even saying that? That's like over a decade. Yeah. I feel old, basically. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> I was meant to be an encouraging thing. No, <laughs> no it's gone very fast. Um, and a lot has happened. You know, back then, we initially thought, oh, these two slum communities, we're going to help some of these kids go to school. Mm-hmm. We'll maybe help some of them have some of their basic needs met. But we did not imagine what would actually happen. And now we're working in 18 slum communities with almost 4,000 children, families. We're doing vocational training, um, doing education projects, sponsored children, um, and also an abandoned children's project, which um, rescues children who've been abandoned or abused and need somewhere to go. And then reintegrates them with family or foster families so um we never imagined that that would that would be the outwork of of all of this um but yeah it's amazing (laughs) that's kind of all the positive side of things but there has been difficult parts as well of course and and challenges along the way yeah. Why don't you why don't you tell us a little bit about the journey then of, of Kids Club and over those 11 years, some of the things in a bit more detail, perhaps. I know you've got some pictures to share. We're going to try yeah. some screen sharing and, and just to give people a bit of a, a bit more of a flavor of the work that goes on. And yeah, some stories. That'd be great. Okay, Corey. Brilliant. Yeah. Let me just share my screen here. Yeah. Look at this. Amazing. Can you see it? Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Cool. So this is, um, yeah, some of you have have heard a bit about Kids Club, but maybe not, um, maybe not in detail. So um, I'll I'll tell you a little bit about what we do now. So that was kind of the story of of how we began. Yeah. Um, And this is myself, uh, Sam and Olivia. and this was a little while ago, but <laughs> that was when we were last in, or we were in Uganda together. And um, this is a picture here of uh, one of the first communities that we started working in. And this is called Katanga Slum. It's one of the biggest, actually. And it's right in the center of Kampala. And mm. um, you can even see some kind of nice, a little bit of nice buildings in, in the background yeah, yeah. beside like the business district and the university. Okay. So... Um, it really is sort of wealth and poverty right beside each wow. other. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And the National Hospital is just nearby as well. Mm. So this is sort of the way that most people live with, you know, open sewage. There's not really any um, good sanitation. 
uh, you can imagine when it rains, it just, mm -hmm. you know, that channel kind of overflows into people's homes. That's why mm -hmm. they've built their steps up quite high. Mm -hmm. um, and it's a mixture of houses that are made with um, bricks and also sort of makeshift as well. Um, so yeah, often one roomed houses with full families in them. And as you can imagine during COVID, social distancing is very difficult in yeah. these communities yeah. Um, yeah. because they really do live on top of each other. And that's why other diseases are really quite common, like you know outbreaks of cholera and, and things like that. So this is the kind of environment yeah it's challenging yeah so we um obviously were quite blown away by by how those communities yeah. look but i think having been there so often like it, it's so like it, it that kind of community feels like home to me as well mm -hmm. um and as soon as i look at it again having not been there for a while because of covid um yeah. it just reminds me again how, how difficult some people's lives are mm -hmm. over mm -hmm. there so what we what we now do is we provide access to education for children which we do in two different ways we have an encouraging education project which is for children who don't go to school and don't have anywhere to go during the day and that's sort of informal education classes in the afternoons mm -hmm. and also and um, they receive a hot meal there every day Brilliant. but we also have a school sponsorship program where people here sponsored uh, every month for children to go to good schools and have you know everything covered like food at school mm. and books and um you know the formal education system in uganda um so that that's the aim for as many kids as possible yeah, really yeah. that they can go to a good school yeah we also do, we also keep children safe and that involves the, the project I was telling you about, which is called the Oafe Project, mm -hmm. which um, Oafe means where we belong. And that is our transitional home for children who've been abandoned and also helping those children to go back home to extended families or um, foster families if their, fam their own families are not safe or we can't mm -hmm. um, trace them. But it also is part of our, another project that we do is um, safeguarding. So um, looking, make, receiving safeguarding concerns from people in the community yeah. and trying to keep children safe from abuse and, and um, helping families and children to navigate those things as well. Yeah. Um, and of course, our kids clubs are still happening, every, mm. well, differently now because of covid but yeah. you know we, we we originally started with kids clubs on saturdays yeah. telling children about jesus singing songs with them and they are still the kind of center of, yeah. of everything i love that i love how where it all began is is still beating you know for you know at the, the heart of the charity that's amazing yeah it's a place that you know any child can come and i think that's what works so well they get to know our volunteers mm -hmm. a lot of our projects are run by local volunteers from the local churches in the area so um you know we're in each of the communities we're in 18 communities we have you know christian local volunteers who are connected to different churches in the area yeah. not just one church and they um 
you know, come along every week and, and do the do the Bible story for the kids and things. So that's also another way that we really get connected with the communities. Yeah. Um, and that keeps children safe as well yeah. because yeah. the children are coming every week and they're able to trust an adult um, mm -hmm. and maybe tell them if there was something going on at home or if they don't have enough food or whatever it is that they, they need, they, they can talk to them about it. So that's the moves on to the meeting basic needs, and that's yeah. you know providing meals every every day at our education projects, and then doing giveaways of things like mosquito nets or shoes or toothbrushes and toothpaste. You know, really basic things that actually mm. are luxuries to most of these families. Mm. Um, and transforming communities is the final one, and that is. The vocational training that I spoke about, we have a carpentry project that um, young guys come along and learn carpentry skills so that they can get um, jobs afterwards. And we also have a sewing project where um, mostly young women come and learn how to use sewing machines and become tailors. And they can either go on to working in um you know, uh, closed factory, small kind of businesses yeah, that yeah. run around Kampala, or they can set up on their own um, and do their own business after that as well. Wow. So th that's, that's all of our, our projects, really. Amazing. Uh, a lot of my other pictures are about um, sort of what we've been doing during, specifically during the COVID-19 yeah, yeah. crisis. I don't know if you want me to share them. Yeah, now a little or... update. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. yeah, just around that. Yeah, yeah, that'd be really helpful. So yeah. at the beginning, we started by uh, putting hand-washing stations in the slum areas because as you can, as you know, that they don't have running water mm. and, um, and even, even at this point, you can see social distancing is not very easy yeah. or... Um, sort of easy to enforce either mm -hmm, in the in mm -hmm. the sums but mm -hmm. um but yeah we started putting hand washing stations in um slum areas to to help them to um stay safe yeah. and this is a picture of sam here um, oh, brilliant. loading up a truck with food so yeah. um our education projects had to close obviously as um schools closed and we began doing um delivering like homeschool packages to children's homes and we turned our um education classrooms which are within the slum communities we have we have them in three slum of the slum communities we turned these into food banks and we quickly started fundraising online because obviously yeah. with the lockdown as well a lot of our fundraising events in the uk and mm -hmm. In other places were cancelled so we started just doing online fundraising and um you if anyone follows us on instagram they may have seen us talking about this and may have donated so if that's you thank you so much um and what we've been doing is uh giving out food parcels and originally we expected to support maybe a thousand families within yeah. three three of the slum communities that we have these education projects in but obviously a lot of the people in, in um, almost all, peop all the people in living in the slum communities have informal 
employment. So mm -hmm. um, that means that they are casual workers. They may not get work every day. They might be washing cars or they might be selling at a market. All the markets were closed. Yeah. Um, and they instantly lost their income overnight. And all of these people are living on a day-to-day -day basis, not knowing if they're going to have enough food tomorrow or the next day maybe they've got enough for two days but mm -hmm. that would be it they don't have savings and they're paying rent despite the state of those of their accommodation they are actually paying rent to landlords for that those places and um so we knew that people were going to be uh really struggling and the community leaders came to us and asked us to help specifically with food so we started doing food banks and um, sending out parcels. People came to the projects to pick up um, yeah. bags of food. Here's some of the kids coming oh, and getting it. Amazing. And we also started delivering some food to people who maybe couldn't make it yeah. um, or were um, yeah didn't want to leave their homes for health reasons and things. Yeah. So... Um, that's what we began to do. And we expect, as I said, we expected to feed maybe a thousand families, but the need was so much more than we expected. And we are now still supporting 28,291 households. 28,200. That's yeah. remarkable. And as I think at, by the end or just last month, by the end at the beginning of last month, we had given out a million food parcels to different families and we were actually asked by another slum nearby that we had never worked in and um, we were asked by the community leaders um, to expand our food relief to their slum as well because they sadly had um, reports that we heard reports that there they had at least three people die of starvation during the oh. initial period of lockdown so really lockdown has been really really challenging for people yeah. in the slums um there's been cases of people trying to walk home to villages that are you know hundreds of yeah. miles away yeah because um actually in in the villages outside of the city some of the people are surviving a little bit easier on subsistence farming whereas in the city their income has gone yeah, overnight yeah, yeah. so uh, and all of the public transport was stopped as well yeah, so yeah. um so yeah um that's what we we've been focusing mainly on and um we we expected that lockdown would be completely would maybe be finished now yeah, but it yeah. actually hasn't and um although some things have been eased it's still um it's still partially in lockdown yeah. folk that are watching and and listening like how could they if they feel led to support you guys further what does that look like uh, yeah what would be the next steps involved with that keep it like supporting you further but also keeping connected more intentionally to what's happening yeah. in uganda and what you're doing as a charity so what would be the best things for those for those things well, first of all, I just want to say thank you to Inverness Vineyard Church for, for supporting us already um, and for sharing our information with people. Um, you know, we 
at this time in particular, like I said, a lot of our fundraising has been cancelled. So, um, and everything like everywhere else has been gone, going online. So just really, yeah, following us on social media, yeah. which I'll share, I'll share the links now. Great, great. Um, signing up to our mailing list, which, yeah. um, you know, monthly we give out news and, um, and sharing what we do with other people, um, whether that's on your social media or just sharing it um, widely yeah. to other people. Um, but there's also other things that you can do um, what have I what have I got on this slide? Um, so you, yeah, you can donate individually, just yeah. one off, um, and you can do that at our website, which I'll also share with you. Yeah. Um, you can fundraise, and at the moment, obviously, we are not having big fundraising events where there's lots of people. Um, but we've actually been doing a virtual fundraising event that's just finished, where we've walked. A lot of people have been walking. Um, the number of miles from here to Uganda to raise money for um, obviously walking on their own or socially distanced with yeah, friends. Yeah, yeah. So there's, there's lots of different ways Go that ahead. people can do things like that, that would um, uh, really help us, whether it's doing your own challenge at home or yeah. um, fundraising somehow uh, that sticks with, uh, with all the health guidelines, of course, but yeah. Um, but yeah, any ideas you've got, or if you don't have any ideas, yeah. but would like to fundraise, then just get in touch and we yeah. can give you some ideas. What's some um, of the, what's some of the equivalent like figures? Like what does a hundred pound do? Or what does, do you know, have you, have you got an idea yeah. of that just to give people a snapshot of, you know, what, if they could donate, what would be helpful? What does that look like in Uganda? Yeah, so, um, 25p for example would provide a meal for a child um and wow. 50 pounds would provide uh an emergency care package for a child who comes into our wafe home so that okay. means um when we start to take children in that we would be able to give them a medical checkup we give them clothes um and food and everything that they would need to you know be admitted into our um Iwafe home um what would yeah i'm trying to think of any other ones well like a hundred well every month it costs 25 pounds to sponsor a child which is another one on the slide yeah, um yeah. 25 pounds sponsors a child to go to school and um, we are taking sponsors um, at the moment as we are expecting schools to go back um, soon, but they actually haven't gone back in Uganda like they have here. Um, and yeah, sponsoring a child is 25 pounds a month. Yeah. And um, yeah. Great, that's helpful, that's good. <laughs> I, think, Thanks, I think that's all the ones I can think of at yeah. the moment, but, but yeah, really a small amount goes a very long way. As yeah. I said, 25p. Wow can provide a meal for a child yeah. um yeah cool. that's, so that's really helpful uh, obviously volunteering we do have people who go out to uganda and share their skills um and share their um heart for people over there and meet our team and you know we've had a lot of people come out in the past but obviously at the moment that is yeah. on hold <laughs> yeah yeah um, but we do um, ha have opportunities for people to volunteer here, whether that's um, with fundraising or um, if someone is looking to do an internship, 
um, okay. to help with the, some of the office work we've got in the UK or, um, or any of the fundraising that we're doing here. Um, and then hopefully in the future, we will also be going back out to Uganda yeah. um, to share our skills with the team over there. So that that will hopefully be something that <laughs> that starts again. Yeah, it can happen in the not um, too distant future. <laughs> that's been yes. so helpful, well, Corey, to just it, get yeah. a flavour of of what goes on and uh, the sheer scale of it. It's incredible. It's so good. Uh, why don't we just get back to? Is it there? We go. There we go. That's amazing. Thank you so much for that slideshow. That was really good. Just to picture it as well and and have have pictures alongside you speaking. Uh, yeah, the sheer scale of what you do is blown me away. It's incredible, and and your team over in Uganda and all your volunteers, and it's just really great for our church to to have a, a snapshot of that and to to enter into the Kids Club Kampala world in a sense, and and all that you do to support mm -hmm. vulnerable people. Uh, I want them to close. Can we pray for you guys? And then uh, once I've I've done, if you could pray for our church family and uh, for the week ahead, that'd be amazing. Brilliant. Cool? Yeah. Yeah. So Lord, I just want to thank you for, for Corey and Olivia and Sam and, and just that divine appointment that happened years ago, Lord, and that just what you are orchestrating with that decision to go after 18 years old, Lord, and, and what you had in store. And we just thank you for their faithfulness. We thank you uh, for their willingness to, to follow your heart, Lord. And uh, we thank you for everything that's happened, Father. And I just want to pray increased favor over these guys and uh, yeah, just open doors. Just reminded of when you said in the early days, just that thing of knocking on the doors of these other charities. We just pray for doors to be flung open in all sorts of different ways for Kids Club Kampala to reach out more and, and just your favor over them as a charity financially and with people and conversations and government and education. We just pray a, your hand over that, your hand of protection with the great stuff that's already happening, that you'll just protect that, Lord, and keep it from, uh, yeah, just keep it from harm, Lord. But also there'll just be increased opportunity, Lord, to develop that more. And you'll just put the right people in their path, Lord. And uh, yeah, we just celebrate all that's happened. And we uh, pray as a church, we, we're right behind these guys and a uh, yeah, just if there's anyone in our church family, Lord, that, that feels that pull or feels you speaking, Lord, that we can connect up and uh, there'll be opportunity there. So uh, just fill them up with your spirit, Lord, for this season where it's tough and uh, where there's lots of just difficulties, Lord. We, we pray that, uh, that you'll provide and that you'll remind uh, the team and the team of volunteers that, that you are firmly at the helm of this lord and that, that you uh, have a plan for the future in jesus name amen. amen father god we just thank you for everyone um who's listening in now and everyone at inverness vineyard church lord we thank you that they um that they are following you at a difficult time. And I just pray, Lord, for peace for everyone. Um, mm. Whether they are, you know, staying indoors and working from home or going out and going back to school and, and out into the community and feeling nervous about all of that, Lord, I really pray for peace. Yeah. And um, 
just your joy in this uncertain time. And Father, I really pray that um, that we can just learn about how to live with uncertainty at this time and how to glorify you in this season. God, we just worship you and, and thank you for keeping us safe during this time yeah. and, and helping us through these difficult months. Lord, I really thank you for um, Thomas and Mary and for their um, heart, for their people who come to their church. And I really pray that during this time where they can't all meet together, um, that actually relationships will still stay strong and that people will be able to connect with each other in deeper and different ways. God, would you just bring everyone together in, in a way that, that maybe they weren't yeah. expecting. Yeah. And Lord, we just thank you so much for their support for, for Kids Club Kampala and, and the work that we do and, and the way that people all around the world can feel connected to each other um, despite the distance. Mm. And yeah, Lord, we just thank you for um, the work that you're doing through, through them. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much, Corey. Thank you. Thanks for taking the time. And uh, yeah, we'll see you soon. Yeah, hope, hopefully in person yeah. sometime yes. when I can travel again. <laughs> yes, that'd be lovely. Take care. Yeah. See you later. <laughs>